Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Working Within podcast with me, Charlene, your favorite 20-something-year-old podcaster. The Working Within podcast is a podcast that will bring us all back to ourselves and be a vehicle for introspection. We'll create space where we accept one another and hold up mirrors to each other that'll trigger our own reflections and ultimately trigger our own inner wellness. This podcast will cover topics like spirituality, mindfulness, healthy habits and relationships, and manifestation, and honestly, whatever else we come up with as we all carry along on this journey. You can look out for posts every other week, and you may connect with me further at my website, workingwithin.net, or on my Instagram, charbucks, with three R's. Thank you for tuning in, and now take a few deep breaths with me. Relax your shoulders, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Working Within podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you all for another week, another episode. Um, And it's moon day when we're recording, so hopefully we'll get like super deep and creative. I don't know. We'll see what happens on this Monday, February 8th. Today, in this episode, we will be recording with my dear friend, Sophia Miranda Fred. We went to school together, we went to B-School, and we also, you know, happened to stumble upon each other in the middle of the panini. Um, so today we'll talk about, you know, our periods of transition and how we've been managing graduating college, starting new jobs, and starting new lives in the middle of a public health crisis. So let's welcome Sophia to the show. Hey, Sophia. Hi, Charlie. Hello, Char World. All of her friends, fans, mentors. Oh my God, stop. (laughs) Um, Well, we're so happy to have you here. So the first thing I think, people need more color into Sophia's world. So can you tell everyone, your big three, very important, Mm -hmm. and then whatever else you'd like to share, like what you majored in, or anything else that's way more important to you than actually what you majored in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hi everyone, my name is Sophia. I'm a... Sagittarius Sun, Gemini Rising, and then a Taurus Moon. Gemini Rising! Yes, so Charlie and I are both Gemini Risings. We have connected over many shared characteristics from that trait. Chaotic ones. <laughs> yes, cha- chaotic <laughs> and um, rebuilding. Re- rebuilding, rebirth. I rebirth. Think is big, big important aspect of that trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Charlie had mentioned earlier, we went to school together. Uh, so I majored in economics and political science, and now I live in Dallas. Mm. Things that really matter to me are emergency medicine, <laughs> exercise, and being a good person. And that pours out in a lot of different ways from being a good sister, being a good friend, listening, and doing the things that help me advocate and enhance communities around me. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I don't, I don't even have anything to say. That is how I felt when I saw oh. you give that intro flawlessly. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, Gemini Risings, everyone. Okay, so obviously I had to have Sophia on the podcast because you just heard her speak for those like few seconds. We have a lot to dig into. Um, Sophia's been a really interesting person to me. I think the first time I we met on campus, she was like doing some warrior challenge and like getting up at 5 a.m. every day to work out. I don't know, but she she's a dedicated person so committed to the people around her, and so it's an honor to be her friend. All right, question time. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell us what it's been like to graduate and 
what it's been like to graduate in today's world? It's a good question. I think graduation is an interesting time in and of itself, outside of everything that happened within the time period of 2019, 2020, 2021. I've talked to my therapist and different psychologists saying that it ends up being a really hard time for individuals because you're uprooted from a community if you went to university for four years that you're typically being uprooted from a community, a routine, a system, oftentimes a city, and then being placed somewhere else where you have to reconstruct all of those different social structures, kind of maybe reassign what matters to me, what makes me happy, who do I feel happiest around. So you have that. And then layered on top of that, knowing that you're not able to now connect with those communities. You might not be going in for work in person. A lot of the social webs that you would have within a city, we don't have because it's not safe from a pandemic perspective. So we're seeing that a lot of us end up feeling even more of a heightened sense of isolation and yearning for even more belonging because it's really hard to find who we are sometimes when we don't get to interact with other things and other people and see how can I fit myself into this new place and this new purpose and this new chapter of my life mm-hmm. yeah it's it's that sounds sad and gloomy and definitely there are parts of it that are but it's also really important to look at it and say, I have this unique opportunity. I want to be able to make the most of it. And it's very hard to do that sometimes when we're dealing with a very hard, disappointing time in history sometimes. Mm. So I don't, I don't want to negate that. And knowing that several people are going through several different things and that this is a period of a public health crisis. We're having another civil rights revolution and movement coming and trying to figure out how can I be a better person as well as how can I plug into these communities where mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they look like or I don't know what their needs are. Mm. I don't know what my needs are. And so, mm. so um, I have a lot of earth placements and a lot of Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn placements. duty so, and responsibilities. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like that that is a common thread in my life and even through different chapters. It's like, how can I be useful? How can I create value? And it's really hard to do that when your country and you are going through a period of unrest and uncertainty and figuring out the path forward is one that we have to create. It's not one that I'm going to find neatly outlined. And I think that's something that's really hard to after graduating because the school system gives you a goal. You're working towards a degree or a double major or completion of different Mm -hmm. classes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us feel the ground move out from underneath us when you graduate. And then there is no roadmap. It's you figuring out, okay, I could work here for the next 15 years and climb that corporate ladder. Or I could work here three years and then move to another company or get an advanced degree or move to another country. Or or simply move to the middle of nowhere and rest. (laughs) <laughs> no, and, and, and like you're saying, uh, here I am listing opportunities, and that is a, a valid and important as one as well. But I feel, and I was saying this earlier, I feel like we have been on a hamster wheel for a long time, being taught to go fast, taught to go fast. And then sometimes when you don't know what that future looks like, you're like, 
I have to continue doing even more revolutions and be even faster and I have to find whatever that version of success looks moving forward and that has to be my only motive and my only objective moving forward and I'm not going to veer from that path mm -hmm. because I'm afraid to admit that there's so many doors I can walk through and so many things I can do. Mm -hmm. that so many, y'all. So many. And Never it, forget that. And it can be overwhelming to realize how many opportunities are before us. And not only having that external view, but also looking internally and saying, when was the last time I honestly assessed what makes me happy? When was the last time I assessed the things that I want to do? What's fulfilling to me? And it's scary to sometimes have that introspection because the digger you deep within yourself you might find that what you want is not what other people are going to want from you and exactly you might, it, it can be a very intimidating thing to walk in your truth when you know it's something that isn't conventional or might not be easily understood by mm -hmm. your peers or parents <laughs> parents <laughs> society yeah yeah the, the support systems that mm -hmm. you've looked for for a lot of cues for success and approval in the past mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, first, Sophia is going to start her own podcast. So that is the first thing we should make clear here. The second thing is that Sophia will also be running for office. Another thing we need to make clear here. So if that speech wasn't inspiring enough for any of you, just she has plenty of time to inspire you all in her ventures. I think something important I want to highlight is that vision of success that you're talking about, especially when, you know, we are in these really transient stages in our lives and we're trying to understand, you know, what can be my North Star ahead. Book a birth chart reading. But no, <laughs> what can be your North Star when you're suddenly, you know, out of getting a GPA every day and out of, you know, succeeding in your extracurricular tasks? I think what can easily happen is, you know, making that success the amount of money you make. And not invalidating that that can be a success metric for some people, but, you know, there are a lot of socially accepted ways that we view, you know, doing well mm -hmm. on this plane. Um, and that has been something, you know, that I personally, and I know Sophia as well, you know, has been interrogating, um, understanding, you know, what ultimately makes me happy at the end of the day versus what are people telling me that will make me happy mm -hmm. and what are people telling me a successful life should be versus, you know, what, what I want it to be and what I can make it to be acknowledging that there are so many doors in front of me, in front of you and in front of everyone, yes. but the doors seem hidden. They seem like they can't come open, but man, we're, we're making our charges. We're in transition. We're making those charges. Yeah, I also wanted to ask you, Sophia, you brought up isolation earlier and how, you know, the times, the pandemic especially have brought up, you know, more time for you to be in isolation. I mean, I wanted you to speak a little more on what you thought it's brought to you, either, you know, net positive or net negative, anything that it's triggered for you, um, anything it's triggered for you. Absolutely. So the pandemic started having long-term ramifications ramifications for our class sort of late February early March so our class yes of 2020 and so we didn't get the last couple months and some of those larger milestones at the end of our senior year of undergrad so I think at first we're approaching a year of being in this state I think at first I was really upset because I was missing a lot of big collegiate milestones. And after being an individual who worked really hard for three and a half years to get a job, and my goal was to feel secure in what my future held after graduation, 
and thinking, all right, I finally have a period of time where I can rest. <laughs> rest. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> having that, that period of community rest in my class, being able to rest and be together, taken away, it, it made me sad. Uh, college was hard and it, there was a lot of painful growth, but I felt as though there was an unspoken promise that that last semester I would be more at peace and I would feel like I came here to do what I did and all my sacrifice and my hard work and um, the, doing all this cost-benefit analysis, it, it would be good. <laughs> cost-benefit, <laughs> that's a trigger word, okay? <laughs> anyway, school, yeah, school, keep going. Opportunity cost. Um, <laughs> so I think having that time cut short unexpectedly made me more appreciative of that. I shouldn't have delayed my, my happiness in pursuing clubs and opportunities that interested me. I shouldn't have waited until I had accomplished all those big achievements like academically and career-wise that I should have been pursuing those things in tandem because we don't know what the future holds. Um, and you shouldn't suppress joy now and say, oh, I will prioritize myself and my happiness later. Um, for me, it doesn't come easy to do things that make me happy in the moment. So I think the beginning of the pandemic made me regretful that I was not appreciating the time and freedoms that I had earlier. Mm. But uh, since then, I have moved from St. Louis where I was going to school, went back uh, home to Texas, stayed with my nuclear family for a couple of months, and then moved on my own to Dallas where I'm residing now all alone. And it has been a really wonderful time with me slowly finding new ways to explore my new community here, as well as reflecting back on the things that have mattered to me the last couple of years and the people who have really mattered to me the last couple of years. I think I was mad because I'm a person who benefits a lot from external feedback and mm. interactions Gemini and being, rising. <laughs> and being <laughs> extroverted. Yes, yeah, so I was mad that I wasn't having new input, mm -hmm. but I had to reflect at a point and say, there's a lot of things in my life and a lot of people I care about and I shouldn't be neglecting them or feeling like those connections are a given. This is an excellent opportunity in my life for me to deepen those relationships, deepen those friendships. And mm -hmm. it made me think, okay, I'm graduating and now you don't live two minutes away from me. Like you and mm -hmm. I can't do yoga mm -hmm. three, <laughs> three times a week easily Wait. with one another. <laughs> Wait. Um, a year ago, Charlie and I were both on campus together doing and we, we were doing yoga together and we right. would go get Chipotle and um, it lay was, on the grass. Yeah, we, we would lay on the grass of one of the main fields on campus. And like we cows. Would yes, we, we were cows in a field like calmly and happily grazing together and there was no opportunity in the future for us to be able to do those things. So it made me really aware of these people and people like Charlie matter in my life. How will I show Charlie that she matters to me? I care about her and I want this relationship to continue. What is the best way for me to be able to do that? Um, something Aww. that I, yeah, <laughs> something that I see a lot online. Uh, and I was, I was thinking about this earlier is like, we want to always be on the receiving end of really good things. Mm. And we think if somebody cared about me, they would do this. Mm. So I'm going to be waiting with my hands open because I know I am worthy of this. So I'm waiting for this. 
But I think we don't look at the inverse of that a lot and we're thinking, this person really matters to me. I want to be able to show them that and I want them to know that their experiences are validated and respected and listened to from my perspective. I care about them. Like, am I familiar with their love languages? Am mm. I familiar with what struggles they're going through and how can I listen and be a support system for that? Yeah. And I think... Taurus Moon. Yes. <laughs> something I'm, I'm working on being better about is, yes, I deserve to be on the receiving end of good things. Yeah, you do. Also, the people in my life deserve to receive good things. How can I be an active participant in doing that? And how mm. can I show these people that they're loved, cared for, respected, that I support them, that I see that they're struggling and that they're trying to go through wonderful creative outbursts? How can I make sure that I'm being... <laughs> a good friend to them and making sure that the people in my life who deserve flowers are getting their flowers too. Their so. flowers. Yes. How do you get your flowers? My flowers are through having my lovely friends invite me to their podcast to having oh my God. people <laughs> visit me and host me or FaceTimes. Um, when people send me content that reminds them of me, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my friends now are in long distance with and a lot of my relationships are long distance so having those you know a few touch points throughout the day hey I saw this and I thought of you or when you send me articles or when you post a new podcast I'm like I can't wait to listen to this and tell her what I thought of it that's I think that Sophia's a sweetheart (laughs) y'all I have to be a good friend because you're a great person she's a Capricorn dude she's a Capricorn she's like I have this duty to be your best friend and I have to do this well that's Sophia. I'm, I'm here to support you as best as possible. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that and I receive it. And it is returned. Trifle. <laughs> what um. has this period been like for you? This, there's been a lot of transitions and you, you, you've gone from starting a excellent, demanding, full-time job to also realizing there were a lot of things that in the past were sort of hobbies or passions and now you've been able to transform those things that maybe on your very busy schedule were 45 minutes here, an hour and a half there, and now they've become something that you've been (laughs) able to channel and develop for yourself as well as you've made a huge step in realizing I have these gifts and talents and passions and I want to be able to use that to help other people or to help other people cultivate that in their lives. And that's not easy being a small business owner because you are a content creator (laughs) and then working also a full-time job that it can be very high intensity and it's it's very demanding and you're a high performer there as well. So (laughs) how has it been having all those different facets of your identity while also navigating a period of great change not only from a academic perspective but also a personal and a professional perspective all right <laughs> she said oh i and now she i guess knows. i have to say it she, Stop. charlie is a i'm sure as all you lovely listeners have realized charlie is a very intelligent well-spoken person who is excellent at making others feel welcome I think somewhere where she is learning to continue to expand is being able to share some of the things and some of her wonderful accomplishments I think that comes second nature to you but it, it's something that is is beautiful and incredible to have witnessed as a friend for the last two and a half years oh my god <laughs> can I breathe <laughs> 
Okay, one thank you. I really appreciate that. She's right. You know, I am growing or whatever. Like, we're all trying to grow. We all have our little things. Okay, just let me have my thing. Uh, I think that's a great question, and I would love to unpack it. Um, and also, I'm asking the questions here. But I say that, like, I'm going to start saying that every episode. This is your podcast. <laughs> Charlie's like, I oh, but my first one was an intro, so they know everything they need to know about me. They and everything do. Else. That is just not true in my opinion i feel like oh my god you, you've had a breadth of experiences that aren't going to be conveniently neatly packaged and communicated in an intro interview but you know <laughs> she, i do like neatly packaged stuff. okay here we go so sophia is, is there her question is great because um i think there have been a lot of moving pieces ever since we graduated in May. I think um, the first thing that came about, and I've talked about this a little bit, so I won't um, go too long about it, but I think after you know we were sent home in February 2020, something I really connected to was my yoga practice. Um, and <laughs> I was never someone that actually enjoyed working out. Sophia was. I was not. <laughs> in fact, one of my like ongoing jokes was that I would never you know go to the gym. Um, and then. I got kind of obsessed with yoga, like toward the end of senior year when Sophia and I were being cows and we would go to yoga. <laughs> that was the beginning of that period of me being obsessed with what it was doing for me. Uh, because at 21, like after going through school in the intense way that we did, I was having like shoulder tension every day and I could tell that my body was not happy with the stress I'd been carrying. And so yoga became a way to come out of that. And so I got really committed to that practice and eventually got my yoga training. I think what upped the ante a little bit in that transition is I moved to Colorado. That was great and fun, but as I moved, you know, I was moving for a job. And, and while it's pretty intense, um, since with all that alone time living in Colorado brought to me um, was some awareness of my passions, I think. I didn't realize, you know, until I got a birth chart reading actually that I do like to create a lot of things and I do um, have, have interest in speaking, <laughs> public speaking, writing, sharing my thoughts and ideas. I'm, I'm ruled by Mercury and so is Sophia, so this podcast is perfect for us. You know, I was trying to figure out on the weekends, essentially, <laughs> how I could do things that I really enjoyed and, and get back into, you know, creative outlets. And so sometimes, you know, I would just be exhausted and not do anything after work, but I realized, you know, I, I really want my life to be full. And I had heard plenty of stories from mentors of mine and friends of mine about you know, working and then kind of watching life fall away. And that was something I desperately wanted mm -hmm. to be untrue for myself, especially after having a birth chart reading November 2020 with her being like, have you ever considered the spiritual arts? <laughs> she literally I mean, said your that. birthday month and yes. everything. I the power. On my birthday. She was like, have oh. you considered the spiritual arts? Have you considered creating for this? Wow. So I say all that to say is that, you know, after that, hearing that confirmation of things we already know, right? That's all this is, things we already know. Um, that is when I was like, okay, let me like take this a little more seriously. It's something I've been developing for a while, naturally almost, um, and something I should, you know, go after. You know, doing astrology and tarot readings. And in fact, you know, my first birth chart reading was not something I even marketed. It was something that was asked of me. So, just you know, paying attention to Miss Universe here, as she you know pays attention to me, I think has shown me even a little intuitively what, where I should be investing my energy more. And so, did the yoga that brought me closer to myself. The alone time brought me closer to myself. My job made me realize I wanted more to life than my job. Um, and that manifested as 
starting my business, mm-hmm. working within, mm-hmm. starting the podcast mm-hmm. because my friends are like, you need to start a podcast. Shout out to y'all. Um, and also just wanting to do, wanting to do more and wanting to help people. And I think, you know, recognizing that my birth chart really did what it did for me. I don't know. I was just, I just want to do that for other people. And I think, hey, I kind of have a knack for it. It's been my whole life. So You have many gifts and talents. Um, <laughs> something, it seems that something was woken up within you because it was within you all along at that reading. And then now you've been able to take that energy with momentum and be able to help wake up within things other for other people and we were just talking earlier today about how <laughs> you get asked by a lot of your mentees and friends to come speak about your experiences and come speak about the power that you hold and the impact you create because the way you operate and communicate in this world is special and unique and important and anybody who takes the time to fully perceive you sees that there is a lot there and that you are a special person and that you're yeah you you deserve to be accepted celebrated and cherished so that's why those of us who care for you we we want you to do what makes you happiest and when you're uncertain about things we want to do the best communicating to you there are so many things you would excel at what we want to do is help mobilize you towards the things that will be happiest and healthiest for you oh i wish y'all could see me looking at sophia (laughs) right now because i'm giving her death eyes (laughs) no it's true and like i've i've heard you speak to some of the experiences you've had and and that people will say you could be really good at this and you will even acknowledge doing these tasks that you know this could be a place where you excel but you have that hesitancy because you realize this isn't for me and i fit in really well here and I could do everything they want me to do, and I could exceed those expectations, but that's not who I am, and that's not the things I want to do. So mm. it's been so incredible knowing you in a very intense academic setting where you were like, I'm achieving these things, and I know that it's not my end goal. I'm achieving these things, and I'm going to do well, but I know that this isn't me. And then now with every step and milestone, you're coming to yourself. And like you're you're returning home to who you are and like there, there's so many obstacles and challenges but you are unrelenting in your path to come to you and develop into you and to develop into you so oh my God. we're just we're just all lucky to be witnessing it and that you're willing uh. to put out audio content and edit this and share it with the world like we're just lucky to witness it truly oh my goodness <laughs> okay Thank you, Sophia. All right. That was a nice little segment on me. We can turn it back around. So <laughs> that's the snippet y'all get today. But no, um, I really appreciate the, those words. She knows my love language is words of affirmation. She's laying it on thick, y'all. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Sophia. And um, I really appreciate what this friendship has, has pushed me to do and learn about myself as well, because I think we've similarly been on that journey together of returning back to ourselves. And I've been witnessing this from you. And I think that's part of what makes us work. You know, <laughs> I see we call ourselves birds because we chirp a lot. We like talk all day, <laughs> like send essays yeah. to each other and random FaceTimes. And um, this is because, you know, Sophia has been on her own journey of 
understanding what she wants to put into her life and also the creative outlet she wants to pursue among her very high high intensity job as well. And I would love if you could share, you know, your journey into bringing these things to your life in addition to work and also managing them and what they've taught you about yourself and what you, how you've learned to express yourself through these other parts of you. Oh boy, that is a, a good and big question. I think something that's been really valuable about this point in my life too is that I'm not getting a lot of external input so I have to be at peace and be at comfort with the silence within me and doing a lot of reflection. I think in a bustling world, it's really easy to get caught up in what other people are doing. How can I care for the other people in my life? What are the other people in my life doing? What do they need? And those things are important. But I feel self-reflection can fall to the wayside when we're really busy with processing mm. and reacting mm. to things that are happening happening outside of our control or outside of our own mm. personal ecosystems. Mm. So this has been a really good period for me to sit down and be reacquainted with myself. And I journal a lot and it's really nice to sort of see what are ideas that I had years ago or what are dreams I had years ago and things that made me happy and figuring out, okay, what caused me to stray from those things? Have those things changed? Am I giving myself the opportunity to discover and grow new passions and interests now? Or like you said, am I finding that more of my identity and time is focused into maybe my nine to five? So taking a step from that and thinking back to what do I wanna do? What do I wanna be? And how do I want to live my life for myself? Um, you and I have mentioned a lot how this is a point of transition in our lives and uh, we're kind of points passing through time right now, <laughs> which is, is beautiful and intense because I think we were both very, we are goal-driven people. We're obsessed with goals, we just were, say it. <laughs> we were very driven, means towards an end, like in college, right? We're like, oh, we're going to do all this and that. And so now to be in a point where it never slows down. And if you wanted to run yourself into the ground with work and, and stressing things about your, your nine to five and blurring that work-life balance, it's really easy to get lost in that. So it takes love and it takes discipline with yourself to say, you know, that is a part of me, but that's not all of me. I want to create and cultivate time for these passions and interests and maybe it's not going to be where I live in a studio made out of glass and there's sunlight and it's peace but finding that time within all the chaos to say these things matter to me and these are important to who I am and my identity I'm going to make time for them and that might only be five minutes that might have to be every other day but I'm going to be unwavering and understanding that this is something that makes me happy and is important so my actions are going to reflect that desire to do it. What so, are the, some of those things? Some of those things for me. Um, so I'm taking an emergency medicine course right now. Um, I took one last year and I had to withdraw from it because I was trying to do too many things at once. And I, I didn't do a good job of being sustainable and making sure all my needs were being met. But I'm in one again now. And... Um, Getting to do that has been really fulfilling because that's something that I will pursue in a few years and 
just keeping my eye on a goal and keeping my putting time into something that I care about has been really important. So there's that. Um, taking my fitness more seriously, uh, doing a lot more yoga and thanks to you, <laughs> book yoga with Charlie. She is a really great instructor who gives excellent feedback. She creates a very welcoming space. Okay, um, okay. So, <laughs> so I, I think continuing on with my academic interests and figuring out how I want to do that and then on the wellness side, mm. more things like yoga and dance and exercise have all been really important. So creating time and dedicating my resources to that. And then I think that third part would really be my relationships. I don't think I was good about balancing the things and people that mattered in college. Um, I was putting a lot of time into things that didn't make me happy and into people who I felt I needed validation or was getting security from for one reason or another. And I think taking the time to realize there are a lot of really wonderful people in my life that make me happy. I want to spend more time them with them. So seeing them, supporting them, posting them has been <laughs> something that has been really fulfilling and really wonderful to me. And it's the first time I think in my life I've actively sat down and analyzed different components of my relationships <laughs> not in like a bad way but but thinking okay we what love am analysis I, yeah i know <laughs> um saying am i am i being the kind of friend that i would want am i am i being the person that i want to be for this person um has been good and really wonderful because i'm becoming more a person who i like and who i'm happy about and i'm able to show up better for the people in my life because there are a lot of people in my life, life who I like and who I love and who I want to take care of and Taurus help support. I know. <laughs> oh my so, god! Yeah, I'm. I'm just really lucky to be surrounded by a lot of love and light, and I want to help bring that out in other people's life in return. So yeah, Aww. just Doctor Miranda Fred. <laughs> That's a good trigger for her. Don't worry. <laughs> She All will be a doctor. Too. <laughs> All of the above, <laughs> please. <laughs> that's exciting, and that's beautiful to hear. I think just being Sophia's friend has shown me her dedication to growth. She mentions, you know, being. I'm not trying to say obsessed with goals. That's why <laughs> she's goal oriented, right? And so I've always seen that in her, but to see it transform in a way it has with her alone time with her rededication to pursuing things that she really cares about which include caring about others yeah. this has shown i think just shown her how to be her as she similarly said about me i think she's really on the path to being her and i'm excited for it and that's why she's on this podcast because i hope that through hearing her talk about the narratives that she's seen within just this past year for herself that any of you get to recognize you know, anything in her story that resonates that shows you how you can better take care of yourself, identify parts of yourself that you want to work on or attach goals to. I hope that, that those stories are relatable for you. And they will be. <laughs> so, Sophia, what advice do you have? Someone is going through a transition this time is uncertain for them. Maybe they don't have the job security or the life security or even the, the start to know what 
what can bring them closer to themselves and that path that you're on right now? What is something that helped you when you were maybe in parts of your life that were a little, you know, less light, less happy goal oriented, more achievement goal oriented? What's on your mind? Yeah. <laughs> I transitions are hard because there's so many facets to it and it's a period of growth and birth, but it's also a period of death and mourning death. and loss. Yeah, okay. What is the what is the Scorpio card? The death the, card. The, ah. <laughs> it's death. <I> yeah. see. <laughs> there we go. And the tower. The tower, that was yeah. what I was thinking that inverted the yeah. The leaning fire. Ominous but ominous but inevitable and important. Yes. It's inevitable. not evil. Yeah, it's not evil. It's just Change necessary. is inevitable. Yes, yes. It, change is inevitable. You know what's an important topic for this too is comfortability. Comfort comfort zones? Yes, comfort zones. And well, that can... Comfort manifests itself in a lot of ways and comfort is important, but comfort can be limiting sometimes and comfort can... Is limiting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> affirmed. And it... Balancing, pushing yourself to a limit and that on one end and then comfort on the other, finding a good place where you're growing and happy or, or content and knowing that you're on the right path, I think is really important too. But yeah, comfort zones are, they're a trap. They, they can be a beautiful trap. They are a beautiful trap. Yes. So back to your point of how to manage transitions. It is important to receive feedback and advice from others, I think. But the most important person in your life is you. Mm, say that again. The most important person in your life is you. Remember that. And it, it's really hard when you feel there's people who you love and care for and you respect and you want their respect and that you want approval in their eyes or you want to be deemed worthy in their lives or beautiful, successful, perfect, wonderful, mysterious, adventurous, you know, a, a litany of things. But you cannot live your life seeking approval from others. You truly have to do what makes you happiest and follow your own path. It's hard to do that. <laughs> um, especially coming from a background where I sought approval and validations from other people. It's hard to say my worth is not tied to what other people think of me. My worth is not tied to if I make sense to other people. My worth is not tied to can I neatly package my identities and experiences and let that be approved or easily digestible for others. You can't live your life like that because it'll limit you and it might make you comfortable in a lot of spaces, but you will not be, it would be a disservice to yourself to try to narrow yourself down to a way that's appeasing to the common denominator. That's, that's not what you should seek out to do. You should seek out to live your truth and your happiness and really try to realize in your life, there's a lot of instances where we do things because it's expected of us or we're taught that this is what success looks like, this is what stability looks like, this is what love looks like, and these are the limiting factors of some of those things. And 
you need to sit down and think about what you really want and think what would I do if like I, I love those quotes that are like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? They're very hocus pocus sometimes, but we're hocus, it can, okay. we are we're we are hocus yeah. pocus adjacent. But adjacent. <laughs> okay. And 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 you and Madison did a really good job of talking about this about manifesting is that it's not just a, a wish, but you have to have you have to couple intent with action. Am I giving myself the opportunity to do well in those things, or am I am I limiting myself? Am I saying, oh, that's too much out of my comfort zone? That's going to be a hope I have that it falls into my lap, but it's not going to fall into your lap. Um, what you're doing is really hard work, and it takes time and it takes a lot of love. And I see how happy you are doing this, but it was not an easy process. It's very hard to say, you know what, at the end of my workday, I feel like a nebulous gray cloud and I, I want to lay down and dissociate. And sometimes it is like that. And sometimes you say, you know what, I feel this way, but I'm going to do something that brings me joy and that I care about. And knowing that you have had that ambition and that dream coupled with action and now seeing you had a relaunch of your services like you're you're booked you have monthly recurring clients like you have all these incredible things like you did an incredibly hard yoga certification hundreds of at this point several hundreds of hours that you have poured into this passion and this craft of yours it's not easy i remember you calling me and saying i am so sore i have done x hours of yoga i did it before work and then i did it after work and then on the weekend we have a blah blah hour long workshop and i'm tired and i feel sore but you were so alive in those moments and that was something that you really cared for and you said this is tough i will see it through and now you are here and it's funny cousin called you and i had these dreams oh and a lot gosh. of them came to fruition yeah. and now we're we're at the future point that we were yearning to be at, and now we say, okay, what's next? What's next? Yeah. And realizing that the dream isn't all that we thought it would be, and say, okay, how do I move from where I'm at now to where I want to be, and figuring out what will help me determine where I want to be now. Yeah. What's an energy you want to feel in the future? Because goals can be moving targets, yeah. right? But what's an energy that you want to possess in the future, and say, how can I start helping my future happen now mm. and it yes. doesn't have to be big dramatic things it it it, it, it <laughs> things do not happen overnight things which things, is frustrating by yeah. the way <laughs> that's where so is, annoying where is my immediate gratification yeah. and accomplishment but <laughs> exactly <laughs> but figuring out who who do i want to someday be and how can i start working towards that now yeah now the importance of now please make sure to subscribe write reviews charlie appreciates it when you also visit her in her dreams so if any of these things are accessible to you i would encourage you to please seek them out thank you <laughs> oh my gosh thanks guys Thank you, Sophia, for coming on the show. I hope that you all resonate with the words she emitted today. 
And I hope that, you know, all of the tips she gave, um, some of you are able to apply in bursts or take one thing that you really heard and valued and, you know, implement it in whatever way makes sense in your lives and the periods that you are in and transitions that you're experiencing. I think she'll definitely be back, you know, and hopefully you all will get to follow her journey along. I'll include her socials in the description because you never know when she finally makes that leap for herself, as she so described, to, you know, continue following her passions and sharing her ideas and thoughts and views with the world. So I hope this episode about transitions, about value, valuing change and rejecting our comfort zones was helpful to you all. Of course, you can connect with me. You can connect with Sophia. Our information is in the description below. You can also visit the workingwithin.net website to book a service, read the about page that's really emotional and too much and, <laughs> you know, communicate me with me in other ways via my social media. I'm so grateful to have this audience and to talk with you all every two weeks. And I hope that this episode was everything it was for me and everything I know it was for Sophia as well as we, you know, continue navigating the changes in our own lives. I hope that in the next two weeks, the conversation is just as thought provoking and that you all are excited to listen again. Thank you.